On air, online and on your smartphone and also on podcast. Talking travel on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And Sally, there's lots to talk about today as we head around the world. I'm going to have to speed talk today. Let's do it. I don't know whether I can do that as well as I speed read. But anyway, um, firstly, APT have got a new program they're um, planning, which will do a rail and sail in Russia, Mm. and which I thought sounded quite an interesting way of travelling through Russia and of course um, they're, they're actually building a new vessel called the Anastasia which is purpose built and they're going to have seven cruise departures packaging them up with rail adventures on the Golden Eagle luxury train which goes from Vladivostok to Moscow. So that's really something new and something very special. So this is all going to start happening next year, um, probably from about May next year they're hoping depending if the vessels, you know, completed, etc., etc. So that will be cruising from Moscow down the yes, river. Yes, yes. Mm. And um, good old Lut Nguyen, who's got his finger in so many pies, he's going to have a, um, a French-Vietnamese-inspired restaurant on board. They're having um, a Zars champagne and caviar bar, uh, Dr. Zhivago's chef's table, uh, Roberto and Louise's Italian cafe Volga, an ice cream bar on the sun deck with a pool, spa and sauna. Um, cabins will have twin or full balconies with proper bathrooms. Um, so, yeah, this is something quite new and um, uh, something to look forward to, actually, for, for next year for anyone who's wanting to do Russia in a nice, luxurious way. Oh, Australians are great travellers and so are Australian companies. Yes, I know. It's amazing, isn't it, how we've got companies like APT and Scenic and so on doing so well internationally. So, and, and Scenic's even local, you know, so it's even, even good for more, Newcastle. Even hey? more better. Even more better enough. <laughs> Um, Aurora Expeditions is, well, they've already announced this, but they're excited to announce their, their new program for the Antarctic Peninsula and the South Georgia program for next year. And they've got highlights in additions to, of course, we've mentioned before Ushuaia, they'll now be going out of another gateway called Puerto Williams. So some voyages will either start or end in that port each year with a tour of the town and its beautiful natural surrounds and will include a scenic flight back to Punta Arenas included in the voyage itinerary. So we've got to remember they do South Georgia as well as the Antarctic Peninsula, so they do quite a range. And, of course, they're going to do lots of the ones involving Shackleton and following his odyssey, of course, in that area as well. So there's some fabulous new fly and sail options available with Aurora if you're interested in doing the Antarctic. And I believe Puerto Williams is the southernmost Chilean town. It is. Like Ushuaia used to be called, you know, the, the city at the end of the world. And, you know, that's what it sort of was always claimed. It's claimed to fame, I suppose. But it is in Argentina, but as you're right, but Puerto Williams is in, in Chile. And slightly further south. And slightly further south, but exactly. not as big. <laughs> no, no, no. But Ushuaia still looks like to me like a cowboy town. I was expecting cowboys and Indians to come down the main street, which was mainly dirt when we were there. I mean, I'm going back 10 years ago. And there were you know, guys on horseback, like gauchos and everything. It was just like I was in a time warp. It oh, was, it's it was a lovely, beautiful part of the world. Oh, it is. It was lovely, lovely, lovely. Still talking cruising, uh, the Royal Caribbean Line is set to deploy a 3,800-passenger uh, vessel called Explorer of the Seas to Australia, joining um, the region's local fleet it has here in, Nove- in November, rather, 2015, in place of the Rhapsody of the Seas. So this is quite a big thing again. As Australia keeps really, you know, in- getting enticing all these cruise lines to bring their vessels out here and leave them here for seasons, and which is really fantastic that we're getting such a range of product, um, which I think is fabulous. Um, talking with um, expedition cruises as we were with Aurora, also Lindblad Expeditions. Um, of course, they've got the National Geographic Orion, as it's now called since 
you know, Serena Sretton sold it. And um, it's uh, um, Orion Expedition Cruises, as it was once called, is now National Geographic. So it's been christened under its new name. And it's got an inaugural expedition from Auckland to Cairns. And they're having everything on board now, such as exploration tools, including remote-operated underwater vehicles, as well as kayaks, zodiacs, and much more. And they've also released um, details of 2015 with eight new itineraries set to make their debut as well. So everything's just increasing and growing, you know. And this expedition cruising, as we've discussed before, Jane, where you can nudge and nose in, you know, to all these wonderful nooks and crannies, it's a fabulous way to cruise. Um, especially when it's areas you can't get into by sometimes any other means. Um, you might be able to fly over it, but you certainly can't always land because there's no airstrips and there's often no roads. So they're doing wonderful areas along the east coast of South America, the British and Irish Isles, Cape Verde, uh, Holland, Belgium, Canada, Borneo, Indonesia, Pacific Islands, um, Australia, of course, and Southern Africa. And it's also going to be introducing, uh, because of the demand, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Amazon departures for next year as well. So that is quite unbelievable. Um, also, Princess Cruises is going to call Sydney home now as well. Um, as they said, Aussies have got this love affair with cruising at the moment and a soft spot for Princess in particular. And they've just held an exclusive uh, lunch at Sydney's Rockpool Bar and Grill uh, to thank the industry for the ongoing support and make a few announcements along the way. So Diamond Princess will be calling Sydney home next summer. And she'll be embarking on her first ever series of round trip cruises out of Australia. So something new all the time. It's and consistent. Plenty isn't it? of cruising opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, and at all levels, as we've discussed before, Jane. You know, from the smallest vessel that you want to go on to the mega liners. So you've got a whole gamut to choose from. Twenty past one on two NURFM. We're talking travel now. I think Edmund Hillary certainly captured our imagination back in the fifties when he was the first certainly the first European, possibly the first man on top of Mount Everest, and uh, all the things he did in that area ever since. But Peter Hillary, his son, is he's a person in his own right too, Sally. He, he certainly is, Jane, and, I mean, we all know him as the son of Edmund, of course, but he's also joining Lindblad Expeditions um, on their new vessels we are talking about on the Kimberley with Spice Islands expedition in August. And that sort of conjures up, doesn't it, all sorts of images of what you might be seeing. And it starts in Broome and you go right around that wonderful Kimberley coast, which I'd love to do again, Rowley Shoals and Freshwater Cove and so on. Then you go up into Indonesia. Um, and to Komodo, where that world-famous dragon comes from. And, yeah, going all around the Indonesian islands, various places, I must say, I haven't even heard of, Jane, to be quite honest with you, Larantuka. Um, apparently it's it's in the Flores area, which is famous, but, you know, I, I don't know that particular port. So you go to some quite old and ancient areas of the Spice Islands, which, of course, were famous for their trade in those Dutch East Indies days. So that would be a fascinating thing to do. And as you say, Peter is, you know, we have been actually to one of the um, National Geographic they do talks in Sydney every year for fundraisers, and he's sp- spoken, and we have been there and and met him. And um, but he has also climbed Everest himself, I think, about five times as well as various other things that he's done. He's done about forty mountaineering expeditions. Um, he was once the sole survivor of a storm that claimed seven other climbers. That would be very hard and very confronting, I would imagine, to, to come to terms with as well. Um, but also, he's done lots of things here. He's filmed shark frenzies on the Great Barrier Reef. He's ridden a motorbike around the perimeter of Australia. So a very interesting guy. So that's a 15-day voyage in August. I think it leaves about the 8th from Broome, if you're interested in catching up with that part of the world and Peter, of course, in himself. Um, 
China Southern, now, we mentioned a while ago that Qantas and China Southern have gone into a co-share agreement. The one thing I guess a lot of people don't know a lot about some of the Chinese airlines, all the aircraft they are using in and out of Australia and New Zealand are brand new. Um, and they're using triple um, sevens. The A380 doesn't come out of here, but it does come out of Auckland. Um, and also they've got fully flat beds in business class, which not everyone has. They, they call them, but a lot of them are still at a tilt. Might be about 170, 160 degrees, but they are fully flat. So just remember that. And also, because you're going via Guangzhou, and China has recently eased their visa restrictions, where you can now get this visa-free 72-hour layover. So if you were to continue on to London or something, you could have not worry about a visa and have three days in Guangzhou as a stopover, either on the way over or on the way back. So worth considering. And you know, you're getting all brand new aircraft. Mm. The other thing I was meant to mention earlier, Jane, was that we've always had difficulty in Australia in being able to book and have access to booking ferries in Europe. But now that has all changed. And um, Rail Plus, which is a, a big rail booking engine for us in Australia, they also deal with ferries as well and even things like barge cruises in France and so on. So they now have um, access to be able to book voyages and more than 1,200 ferry routes within Europe now. So that really is fantastic, like within Greece or, you know, Scandinavia or whatever. So, you know, across, across of course, uh, from Dover or wherever you're going. So this is fantastic now, get to Ireland, you know, all sorts of areas. At last we have that opportunity because particularly in sometimes in the summer months, these ferries can can book out and you can get there and be disappointed and not be able to get on your ferry. So that's just something good to know as a little bitten bob to um, to take note of. And also just briefly at the end of this, Jane, Contours, who's been operating a privately um, owned family company, has been operating tours into South America, Latin America and Cuba for many years, 30-odd plus years. That's who I went to Cuba with. And they have got a fantastic program out for this year into next year, including three new wonderful itineraries um, where you're doing walking tours. So you go into the Sacred Valley from Cusco and down into that Peruvian area, but you're walking through all the old villages and so on. So you're not trekking up to Machu Picchu, but you're doing this Sacred Valley walk, which is fantastic. And they've got another one called the Camino del Inca or Trail of the Inca, where you start in Cusco and you finish up in Argentina. And then they've got another one in Ecuador, um, starting in Ecuador and doing an eight-day round um, Ecuador. The other two are longer. They're around 13 days. But if you get a chance to have a look at their program, it's full, absolutely cram-packed with some wonderful ideas and suggestions of things to do in Latin and South America. Some great things to think about, Sally. Absolutely. And thank you very much for that. Um, of course, next oh, Friday yes. is Good Friday. And so I'm not here. We've got lots of travel thoughts to take us through past Good Friday and the following Friday is Anzac Day. So it'll be oh. just a little while before we talk travel again. On it will be. It will be. And I might have to talk about Hawk's Nest because that's where I'm going for Easter and Anzac Day. You could do a lot worse. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking travel, we'll return after those two Fridays after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.